It's August 8th, 1786, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Happy National Dollar Day to all those who celebrate because, yes, the most festive day of the international currency calendar is finally here. So grab your greenbacks, <laughs> nab your nickels and dust off your dimes because it was today in history in 1786 that US Congress officially began the process of turning the dollar from financial fantasy to remunerative reality. Yeah, I mean, to make it a little bit plainer, the Congress had already decided the previous year that the currency of the new nation would be the dollar and be made of silver, almost identical to the so-called Spanish dollar. But mm. this was the day that the dollar was defined as the ordinary consumer would understand it, divided into decimal units that you might recall, dimes, cents and mills. That one didn't <laughs> quite catch on. Yeah, six years later was the Congress's Coinage Act of 1792, which is what established the United States dollar as the country's standard unit of money officially. They created the United States Mint that was tasked with producing and circulating the coinage. But today, dollar day, if you will, <laughs> the Continental Congress were discussing this matter because they, the Continental Congress, note before Congress, Congress, because we were in <laughs> 1786, had really messed things up with the currency. During the revolution, They'd issued $241 million in what was called continental currency, but it becomes so worthless by this time that it had ceased to circulate as money at all. Yeah, in a sense, even to get to this point, we have to go quite a long way back to when, you know, the, even the Mayflower set off sale. Those early settlers who came to the continent of America were very poor and they took with them whatever money that they had. But basically, they didn't have very much. And so soon they ran out of any sort of hard currency, which meant that to do the things that they needed to do as they were establishing their various colonies, buying food, trading sometimes with the locals and so on. They were doing a lot of bartering and this wasn't going to hold up for very long. Yeah, the original 13 colonies settled by British pioneers did officially use pounds, shillings and pence, but actual coins were very few on the ground. There were no mints to make them, and most settlements used a mixture of paper pounds and Spanish silver coins, the Spanish dollar. Adding to the confusion, each colony's pound was not pegged to the same standard, which meant a Maryland pound wasn't the same as a Connecticut pound, and that wasn't worth as much as a Georgia pound, and all of them, crucially, were worth less than the British pound, which led to serious problems when colonists started to try to pay debts in Britain using their American pounds. Parliament actually passed laws to undermine American pounds as legal tender, which you know, contributed to the brewing ill feeling in the years running up to the revolution. Yes, and lest you think this was just an issue that affected um, the colonies prior to independence, no. The Spanish, US and Mexican silver dollars all circulated side by side with the Spanish dollar and Mexican peso remaining legal tender until 1857. <laughs> so this was a problem with a very long tail. Yeah, well, this was the thing that the early settlers were using all sorts of things, as well as all of the pounds that you mentioned, Rebecca. They were trading in a particular shell, some of them, known as a wampum, uh, that had uh, a certain amount of symbolic significance to many Native Americans. They also then started using other things like corn or cod or even tobacco. That became a big currency in the early days. But the problem with trading in tobacco is obviously that it being a crop, 
drop, it starts to deteriorate quite quickly. Yeah, this was what was called commodity money as opposed to representative money, you know, coins and notes. And this isn't the same exactly as bartering because the commodity itself starts to assume a certain value. So everybody knows, for instance, that, you know, a barrel of cod is worth 15 beaver pelts. And so there is actually an exchange rate. <laughs> You're on. I'll take obviously... five. <laughs> <laughs> if Bloomberg was like that, I would watch it every day. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good trade. I, I think I'm, maybe I'll lose all of my barrels of cod very quickly if this is how I'm proceeding. But you, but, you know, obviously, if you're trying to establish yourself as a new nation on the world stage, you cannot have the beaver pelt as your currency. So something had to be done to address this. And this really came to a head during the American Revolution, not just because it was no longer maybe as patriotic to be using British pounds, but also because as a war tactic, the British flooded the market with counterfeit continental currency. I mean, the dollar wasn't even the first currency of the independent USA. Three years before this day, in 1783, the first coins ever minted by the new US government were called the Nova Constellatio. Constellatio. Mm. Harder to say, isn't it, than nickel and dime? (laughs) Yeah. These were the brainchild of one of the founding fathers, Robert Morris. He was a wealthy merchant who had helped fund the Patriot War effort. They were way ahead of their time. They would have made the US the first Western country, depending on if you define Russia as Western, to use a decimal currency, uh, which it would still become three years later when it adopted the dollar. But the economic situation of the new nation was so precarious that adopting this new alien decimal currency was deemed too risky. However, Morris did have his admirers, including Thomas Jefferson, who, when he successfully advocated for the US dollar to be a decimal currency, explicitly cited the Nova Constellatio coins. Yeah, if we're talking founding fathers, actually, Benjamin Franklin was the one to watch for his foresight on money. Uh, When he first arrived in Philadelphia in 1729, he wrote a pamphlet called A Modest Inquiry into the Nature and Necessity of a Paper Currency. Uh, So that's how you earn your place on the $100 bill right there. Um, He then printed money himself for the Pennsylvania legislature in 1731 at the age of only 25. And he was the guy who came up with the idea of printing different images on the notes so that they're harder to counterfeit. And he used images of leaves from plants which made it difficult to replicate because they're irregular patterns. And counterfeiting remained a serious concern right up to the time of the Civil War in the 1860s. When the government started issuing paper currency during the war, green was chosen specifically as an anti-counterfeiting measure because photography at the time was limited to black and white, so you couldn't just use photographs of dollars, which had been something that uh, you could try and sneak through in the previous years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, really, the way that that transition from coinage to paper money was held back by the problem of, you know, paper money being both uh, forgeable, but also potentially not having the same kind of value as a coin can have. Because even in these very, very early days, the other thing that was being established on this day was the amount of silver that would go into the dollar. And the amount of silver that they actually put into the dollar compared so favorably with the other major currency that was being used to uh, facilitate international trade, which was the Spanish dollar, that it quickly started flooding out of the country. And the less exportable half dollar became the larger US-made silver coin in domestic use for the next several decades. It's so funny in this digital world, isn't it, to remember, whenever we cover stuff about money, this always boggles my brain, that (laughs) everything used to be uh, linked to a weight or a worth of silver or gold, actual silver or gold. And that was the case for the dollar until 1971. In some respects, it was still linked to gold. Whereas these days... You know, it costs more to produce a penny than what they're worth. Mm. Each one cent coin costs 2.72 cents to produce, apparently. (laughs) 
but people are um, sort of nostalgically attached to the idea of the one cent coin, partly because President Lincoln's face is on it. It's funny, by the way, that George Washington's face is on the quarter, the 25 cent piece, because he actively did not want to be on the currency because it seemed too regal. You know, the very thing that the colonies were rejecting, he did not want to see passed on in the sort of future iteration of the country. And there he is now staring back at us from all 25 cent pieces. I suppose the thing that no one could have predicted then when they were deciding what the currency would be for this new country of the United States is that this currency would go on to become the de facto global one. Yes. I mean, that's something that really only happened after World War II. Um, It was the British pound really before then that was the world's foremost reserve currency. But look at what's happened, you know, in the 80 years since. 80% of all $100 bills in circulation are now held outside the USA. Yeah, it is the world's reserve currency these days. But it's also curious how many places in the world have adopted the US dollar as their official currency. Places like the British Virgin Islands and Ecuador and El Salvador, just places that are like, do you know what? Our currency keeps tanking. So instead, here's some notes that we're just going to pump into the system and these will hold their value. Yeah, British Virgin Islands. I mean, that is uh, salt in the wound, though, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Losing a slap the in the face. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look around. What currency might you want? <laughs> Tomorrow. They indignantly exclaimed, we are Christians, not idolaters. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors.